Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is a podcast from the Smart Material Collective, made by nerds, funded by the listeners. Is hair a material? Are biscuits a material? Are crystals a material? Is plastic a material? Is porridge a material? Can gases be a material? Are eggs a material? Is water a material? What do you call everything that isn't a material? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you. And yet you continue to do so. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Real Talk, the podcast about all things materials. I'm your host, Anna Pajajski, and in this episode, I talk to doctoral researcher Emma McCarthy about collagen, a material which it turns out is pretty essential to staying alive. I started by asking Emma, what exactly is collagen? So collagen is a protein in our body. It's really, really important for basically every type of function. Kind of view it as a building scaffold where all our cells kind of live on and that's how they grow. And the reason why collagen is really exciting is that it lives outside our cells and depending on its orientation or what's bound to it or just its mechanical properties determines what kind of tissue we've got. So where do we find collagen in the body? Where don't we find collagen? (laughs) That's probably a better question. Um, Yeah, so your cornea is 90% collagen type 1. There are 30 different types of collagen. Whoa. Yeah, so every single one has a slightly different function. Collagen type 1 is my favourite. Um, why is it your favourite? Because it's what I work on. Oh. <laughs> um, Surely that but, means it's your least favourite oh, as a final year PhD student. Yeah, it's very true, very true. I'm like, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so, you know, cartilage, bone. So quite a lot of those tissue types are very different. Yeah. So your skin and your bone are slightly different, like, you know, what they do. Um, which is why I think collagen is really cool. My favourite is collagen in the eye. So it's really regular, like we're talking lines that are 15 nanometers apart. So ridiculously tiny, like sheets, and they kind of stack a bit like waffle fries. It's my best way of like describing it. But if you're orientating them like uh, 90 degrees. Um, and the reason that it's like that is because it's really mechanically sound. So it stops fluid in your eye from coming out of your eye sounds yeah important useful yeah do need it to be there and then it also focuses your light into the retina and it causes any scattering or anything like that and that's why your eye is transparent so for wound repair you need to have that kind of structure and that's a really big problem so i'm trying to full force karate chop through that (laughs) 
<laughs> Amazing. So yeah, how do you use collagen? You know, the thesis title to go for is like external manipulation by chemistry and physics is effectively what I do. Um, so this involves throwing as many chemicals as I can and understanding what it does to change formation, um, which is proved to be kind of weirdly cool at the moment. And making wound dressings is kind of the overall end goal, although it's become a lot more fundamental than originally intended. What do you um, mean by fundamental? So by fundamental, I mean the kind of understanding of the like science processes that happen rather than something which can be taken to clinic. Uh, so okay. it's kind of that difference. So I unfortunately will never see the product, but hopefully I lay the groundwork so that someone can be like, oh, we can make that into a cream or a gel or a genuine plaster, like that kind of awesome that kind of thing. So how do you use collagen in wound dressings? One of the earliest designs was a two-layer kind of dressing, like when I say dressing, I mean effective glorified plaster, um, where the bottom layer was um, like a collagen sheet that had been grown and the top layer was just silicon. Um, and then that was put over the wound and, and the silicon prevented bacteria coming in and wound fluid leaving. Um, and the collagen just provided effectively a um, like a wound bed, but from the top so that all your cells can migrate and it can slowly start repairing it without having the need to kind of throw as much collagen in the situation as possible because that's where your scars come from. Oh, too much skin. Yeah, effect, yeah. so scarring in any part of the body is predominantly like a side effect of disorganised collagen. And I say disorganised not in the usual sense because you need that in your skin, but it's effectively not what the original tissue looks like. Okay. And that's why it's, you know if you've got like a scar on your hand or something it's a different color and it's raised and all that kind of stuff but you need it to close the wound and so your cells can do 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 like a little walk along the bottom of the wound bed and start fixing things okay <laughs> cool so it seems like now would be a good time to maybe talk about kind of the structure of collagen because a lot of the different ways that you said that collagen can be different like in the eye mm -hmm. or on the skin or whatever it sounds to me like that's all down to its structure. Yeah, it's entirely down to its structure. So um, it starts off as uh, this thing like called a triple helix. So um, in your cells, um, every protein you have is made up of something called an amino acid sequence. In collagen, it's delightfully simple. It's just three amino acids. They're mostly the same thing. And they just repeat all the way down the structure. And then three of these kind of um, like chains, exactly how you think they are, twist into a triple helix this then gets chucked out of the cell and then after that your triple helix um joins a lot of other ones so if you think of it like uh, one of those marshmallows that have the twists in oh yeah in the big packs delicious um and then if you take um a lot of them like five of them and kind of put them parallel but slightly staggered mm -hmm. and then squish them together twist them again then you've got something called a collagen fibril and this is kind of like the first building block before you get to collagen fiber, so which is the big rope type um, version, and they all kind of squish together, twist together, and it is it is quite a lot like how ropes made and things like that. So it's something that we've definitely ended up using accidentally in the real world that our bodies has been doing, you know, since the dawn of time. Nice. Um, so yeah. So and depending on how tightly these things pack or how. Um, much they interact with each other can totally end up with a really great functioning tissue or a really like a disease state or anything. So, yeah, it's definitely something you can 
can be influenced at many stages, which is both good and bad. So you mentioned that it kind of forms like a rope-like structure and then you can use that rope to build other things. Um, That's quite sort of directional, like it's Mm. sort of a long thing. Can you make sort of 3D structures with long things? Yeah, so quite a lot of science at the moment is looking at three-dimensional scaffolds. So um, it started originally because people wanted, uh, you get like, it's called two-dimensional cell culture which is basically you take a a dish and you grow cells in it and it's all great but it's nowhere near representative of what's actually happening um so they wanted something that we knew was biocompatible so we knew the cells were happy with it cells could attach really nicely and um collagen was you know the best option it was it was readily available and and you know they knew it liked it um and then kind of from there, people realised that depending on how they'd originally, like, you, cause you can do it by creating something out of plastic and then kind of spinning. It's called spinning collagen. It just means that you, 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 do, you spin your scaffold really, 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 really fast. And the collagen is just kind of stuck to it like that cool. game that you get at, like, the fair. Like splattered to the side. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then they're like, cool, that's now good to go. Cells will love that. And then... Um, it started off like that and then people realised that there's way more you can do to play with it and the cells reacted great or, or not great from there. Um, so, yeah, and now it's become something you can print it. So, like, you know, print it inside a solution and then and that's really cool. Um, so we can start 3D printing organs now based yes. on the scaffold. So you print the scaffold. Yeah. So you can either do it one of two ways. You can either um, print the scaffold, which is proving tricky, because collagen um, is super weak in like a gel form. Okay. So that's the that's my only upset about collagen. Really, is that you can't. It's really hard to mechanically test it um, in the way I want to anyway. And then the other way is if you take an already existing organ, you can strip it of all of its cells, just wacky in itself, and then you're left with just this collagen kind of scaffold that is completely um, mimicking that of the original organ, but just doesn't have any cells on so you can put that's kind of where this like tailored repair kind of um implant kind of ideas kind of stemmed from is that you put your a person or a patient's own cells onto this scaffold that you know will force those cells to do exactly what you want it's like that stem cell regeneration kind of futuristic outlook is Ah, actually happening yeah but the collagen scaffold that you start with was actually once someone else's liver or yeah so you can uh, yeah so because of the fact that your tissue type is determined by your collagen structure effectively um well it's not just collagen it's called an extracellular matrix but let's focus on the fun part and um they uh yeah so it will be stripped and because you've got your basic scaffold there it's like the interior of like the steel beams in a house like it's still going to look like the same house regardless what bricks you put on there so I think, yeah, that's where it's come from. And that's how, you know, that tailored kind of treatment side is coming from it. Which is nice. Cool. Reducing the risk of organ yeah. rejection yeah. and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, which is, you know, such a big problem. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, so this all sounds very high tech. <laughs> <laughs> Just been talking about 3D printing. Yeah. Body parts. <laughs> Amazing. Um, how long have we known about collagen? So collagen, I think, st- really kind of came about. It was in the 1930s. Um, there was a couple of really like Nobel Prize winning scientists 
who were involved in it along with quite a lot of other people and it was all through like x-ray diffraction so firing x-rays and getting a scatter pat- pattern the same way that they found the double helix yeah structure. literally it was it was um yeah it was i think kind of not those guys but around those guys or like at least interacting with each other um but so because it's this triple helix they're all a bit stumped because they were like it's quite similar to a double helix but something fishy's going on here and then um one guy theoretically figured it out um kind of this triple helix model but it didn't quite fit the scatter plots that originally um came out and then someone basically said oh you you know you've got the equation wrong oh, it wasn't that simple um <laughs> but they um realized that they'd got two of these little like proteins like amino acids around the wrong way and then yeah and then everything fit it fitted all the theoretical models that they had and and then it just kicked off from there and um electron microscopy um you can visualize the collagen really quite nicely on that from tissue so there's a lot of really early typed out papers that have you know someone's got a bit of skin and shoved it under there and been like oh what are they um so like taking a piece of skin putting it in a microscope but zooming in and zooming in and zooming in super super zoom (laughs) yeah yeah um you're just like look how little these things are um yeah and you get all of these cool characteristics like collagen stripey um because of the fact that you've got these tiny super twisted molecules that super twist and then super twist um and so it is a bit bumpy it's bumpy but it looks really cool and stripy um which is a really nice characteristic to kind of play with because if it changes it's like 67 nanometers pretty much exactly like you give or take a bit but we're talking nanometer we're talking super super ridiculously as small as we can measure this is the the diameter this is like no just like one of the stripes so the whole thing yeah so diameter, it ranges because it depends on how many things have decided to mm. attach to it at the end. Cool. Um, but the, the the size of the stripe is 67. And if you, if it's in a different like pH or a different temperature or you've accidentally given it a chemical it didn't like, that will change. And that can be your like factor of like, whoops, um, that's gone wrong. And disease, like some certain disease tissue as well, you get like this change. Um, so I think from there you've got a lot of really early papers looking at um focusing on these disease states and and trying to figure out what's going on and then just accidentally having to characterize collagen quite highly to understand what's going on awesome life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So how do we make collagen? So in our bodies, it's made in the cell. Um, It's kind of just made as all proteins, I think, are made. Not a biologist, disclaimer. Um, And then it's shoved out the cell. The cool thing about it, or I say cool, the mystery of collagen. Um, No one actually knows how it gets out the cell. It's bigger than your transport um, vehicles. No one knows, but it gets out there somehow. So some some people think it's like some wacky chain linky bubble that gets trapped. No, no one knows, but wow. it's wild, absolutely wild. And then um, artificially, there are well, I say artificially. The stuff that I use is processed. So this is made, yeah, in a lab. I say yeah, effectively, yeah. Kind of how I use it in the lab and what I use. It's um, I use rat tail collagen, mm. which means they take a rat tail and they dissolve it in acid. And then Whoa. they purify it, and then I buy it from the shop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm pleased to hear that you buy it and you don't. No, do I don't the rat do that. <laughs> People used to um, in my department, and um, apparently it absolutely stank. So I'm really glad that oh. it's you know quite nicely batch made now, and I don't have to deal with that. Just get it in a nice sterilized bottle. Exactly, and, and I'm like never have to do anything with a rat. That'd be great. And then um, the other side of it, it's like jellyfish. That one's <gasps> new. Um, so I might be playing with that later because it will be different because obviously jellyfish is going to have slightly different properties from like what a rat tail needs. Yeah. So that's going to be apparently absolutely, absolutely stinks, like proper like fish market stinks. <laughs> Although apparently it's purified and I'm like, I feel like there's, you know, shenanigans happening there. Like, why is it still got this smell? Like what's happened? What have you put in here? Um, so that'd be fun. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love jellyfish. I really It's like my favourite animal. It's actually. Yeah. That's really cool. They're amazing. They're, yeah, they're just like, how are you still a thing? But yeah, like, awesome it, that you are. Like, it's completely ridiculous. Like, <laughs> they just saw animals and they were like, nope. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, I'm going to talk about jellyfish now. That's fine, yeah, okay. Are jellyfish made of Colli- mostly collagen? Yeah, because yeah, it's all muscle, isn't it? And... Yeah. And like, so you need, still need the scaffold structure underneath. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those where you've got your little little mold of a jellyfish, which is collagen, and then you you pop all your jellyfish cells on it, and it all of a sudden has this wonderful moving plastic bag in the sea type thing. Yes, yeah, beautiful things. Um, so we've already mentioned a couple of uses for collagen: three yeah. D printing, new organs. Mm-hmm. Um, bone, no, skin grafts, that it's kind of thing. It's bone grafts, well, like, yeah, it's used for bone grafts as well. Ah, so, what, cool. so yeah, what else can so, we use um, So, yeah, so you've got quite a lot of um, stuff at the moment where if you've got, like, a fracture, so some people, unfor- unfortunately, have a fracture in their leg or something, and it, it doesn't actually, it's like a, the whole thing comes out, like, you've got a complete break, and then it never heals. And people don't know why it happens. So what they're hoping to do is, is because collagen's quite injectable is the whole idea is that you inject it when it's cold and then the temperature of your body warms it up and then it starts to kind of crosslink and um it's good because obviously your body knows what collagen is and because it biodegrades it slowly dissolves effectively and then 
your body replaces it with its own bone material. So it's like this perfect like um, way of, of healing something internally, um, which is awesome, but it's mechanically not the best material on its own. So you for, couldn't walk um, around while it was in that Not process. even a little bit. So loads of people are kind of throwing lots of different types of hydrogels in there. Um, so you've got things, loads of fancy, you know, fancy just names of different gels that have this stronger mechanical property, which means that, okay, maybe you wouldn't be up and dancing, but at least like you can, you know, move it a bit better and, and potentially put a bit of load on. So that's that's quite cool. So that's, yeah, so it's like, you know, you've got scaffolds everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scaffolds yeah. coming out of your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, you also mentioned the armour. Yes, so this is the only thing that I've found, really, um, that isn't mostly focused on wound repair or fixing part of your body, um, which is mimicking fish scales, which are collagen, for lightweight, durable armour. Ah. So fish scales, I think it was a specific type of fish, um, but they're hard on the outside, and but still able to obviously be flexible and move and be really streamlined. Um, and someone was just like, you know what we need? We need to walk around like that. That's a great idea. And um, yeah, because you've got this collagen, which, you know, depending on the structure and the formation will determine whether it's soft and squishy or a little bit harder, um, has just kind of replicated these tiny, tiny fish fish scales. Um, I think it was something like 70 in total. And then realised that when you put them all and linked them all together, you got this really high mechanical, like it was able to take loads of different kind of like compressive, tens- you, you know, they pulled it and prodded it and blasted things at it in loads of different directions. And it was really quite similar to that, that they, you know, we have been using in armor. So I think it's relatively super new, um, but there is a potential that, yeah, things people might have started, I think, thinking outside the box of like, Instead of just like leaving it in its little, you are part of the body. We are going to only treat you as part of the body. They're taking it as like, we have this really cool biocompatible, light, mechanically sound-ish, in some cases, um, rope type structure that we can grow and it will get rid of itself at the end. Why don't we just make loads of other things with it? So I'm excited to kind of see how that takes off and where it leads to, which will be really cool. That's really cool. So... The armour itself would still be made of collagen. It's not just inspired by the collagen. No, no, it was actual collagen. that They were using fish collagen, like collagen that they got from the scales in this kind of same way as the the stuff I use. Um, And then that was what they were using to re-replicate. That's awesome. Which is really cool. So if one Googles collagen, Mm -hmm. basically the first thing that comes up isn't the Wikipedia page. No. It is loads and loads of links to like food supplements that contain collagen and beauty products that contain collagen can you tell me whether these are gonna work yeah they do have collagen in you're putting it into your stomach which is full of acid that's going to break down something. And as we heard with the rat tail time... It doesn't... Yeah, acid and collagen, they're just, you know, they're not, not super friends. No. Um, so I don't know how likely that is to then go travel into your, like, you know, digestion system and then miraculously end up being part of a structure in your... But I, I'm not entirely sure how, you know, sound that, that science is from that point of view. But from the beauty point of view... 
And this was because this came up over lunch a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like, right, what actually is it? Bottles never say collagen. They say collagen amino acids, which means it's not collagen. It's just like a synthetic part of I think they've grown like a bit of it because no one's managed to actually grow an entirely synthesized collagen molecule. It's always half of it because it's it's a ridiculously long thing in terms of tiny weeny molecules. Um, but so, so it's just like the building blocks of the yeah, collagen. Yeah, it's like in. yeah they've used because it's this triple. You know, there's only three really components you're putting into this potion. Um, they'll just make tinier versions. And technically, you can market that as collagen. Okay. Um, but I can't imagine if you put a cream on your face um, that has these things in, which may or may not be absorbed into the skin. I don't know if that's going to be like Insta Youth um, or anything like that. <laughs> I do think it's it's just a, a nice little market. Another thing they can put in there. They were in there like putting nanoparticles in skin what? creams in. Yeah, like gold, not gold nanoparticles because it shines the light differently off your skin, and then the wrinkles no. don't look so deep. Yeah. No. But that's yeah. That's yeah. That's what they've started doing. So I've taken an interest in this because I've, um, last year I did a science show which involved ferrofluid, mm -hmm. which is like little magnetic nanoparticles. Oh, cool. And because magnets hate me, um, basically the ferrofluid went everywhere, including like all over my arms. Oh, goodness. Um, maybe I shouldn't put this out because maybe that wasn't safe. Anyway, <laughs> we're wrong with it. In a, in a horrible freak accident, I got ferrofluid on myself. <laughs> um, and <laughs> I was like, I think it's fine. Like, I read the safety yeah. data sheet. It, it, was, it didn't say, like... It said just wash it off with yeah. soapy water, um, which I did after I went to the pub. But um, <laughs> uh, I was interested in, like, whether these little nanoparticles would get into my cells mm -hmm. and, like... Do re damage, yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> um, you'd become a superhero, you know, it's, it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, anyway, that's the end of the story. I didn't actually find out whether... It was going to, and I think it's fine. But the fact is, like, nanoparticles can get mm -hmm. right into your cells, which is what, like, you know, yeah. makes your body work properly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it is, it is one of those things where you get this whole nanotechnology, like, just absolutely plastered on, like, most things in boots at the moment or, really? or like, anything like that. Or it'll be, like, with added collagen or with this. And I'm very much of it, I'm quite dubious about it. And like, you know, when you, you read the back of the label and it's basically water <laughs> with half a maybe collagen that you that's and you're like, yeah, I'll and pay a hundred pounds for that, thank you. Wow, okay. So, yeah, so broadly debunked. Yeah, I yeah. Probably. I feel like maybe just a bit of a fashion thing rather than it being there's no I don't know if there's completely solid evidence yet. Interesting stuff. So if listeners want to keep up with you and your escapades in collagen, is there anywhere they can find you online? Uh, yes. Yeah, so um, a lot of my uh, science rants go on um, Twitter. So I'm at Emma underscore McCarthy, number four, following that. Um, yeah, so that's usually where I send pictures of my string-like collagen. Wicked. Well, thank you so much for coming on Real Talk. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So that was the awesome Emma McCarthy. Thanks so much to her for making the journey down from Birmingham to come on the podcast. 
There's extra content about this and all other episodes of Real Talk on our website, which is www.realtalk.com. And we also have a brand spanking new YouTube channel called Real Talk TV. Here you can watch video content to accompany some of our podcast episodes. For example, you can watch a video of what exactly it looks like when you turn a titanium wire blue using a blowtorch. Spoiler alert, it's super awesome. Anyway, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Real Talk. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.